Hey friend, welcome back to another Bible study breakdown. I'm excited to dive into the book of Leviticus, but first I have a question for you. Are you or your coaching business being conformed to this world? As Christian entrepreneurs, we know that we are called to live differently and we're called to do business differently than culture, differently than the people that we see on Instagram, differently than the people that we are in Facebook groups with. But it is just so hard, especially because we're doing business online and we have millions of people at our fingertips where we can watch and compare and try to recreate their business in our own lives with just the few taps of our iPhones. It is hard, my friends, to live differently than culture, but good news, God gave us this beautiful instruction manual to teach us how we are to live. And so today we're specifically diving into Leviticus 18 and we're going to talk about how to approach making money online as a Christian entrepreneur. So grab your Bibles, grab a highlighter, and let's dive in. mama welcome to bibles babies in business are you ready to start an online biz quit your nine to five and stay home with your kids are you up late at night googling online business ideas how to market myself and how to get my first paying client do you have lots of ideas but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward hey there i'm cammy i'm a christian a wife and a soon-to-be mom A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. All right, so before we dive into the Bible study part of our episode, I want to quickly remind you about my Facebook community. This is an amazing community full of women who love the Lord, who have felt this call from the Lord to start online coaching businesses, and they are running the race. They're doing hard things, and we're doing it together. There are a whole bunch of different types of coaches inside of this Facebook community. It has been so fun and refreshing to see people introduce themselves and talk about their business and and the things that they have goals for this year, things that they're struggling with, and to come together in a community of sisters of Christ and run the race that he has called us to run. Friend, God calls us to be in community for encouragement, for support, so that iron can sharpen iron, so that when you go out into the world and you see people doing business in a worldly way, and and maybe it's even tempting to do it that way, because maybe maybe it seems like you're going to make more money, you're going to sign more clients if you do things the worldly way. You have a sisterhood in Christ that you can fall back on and lean on and be supported by and be reminded that God has a better plan for you. Community is of the utmost importance and I want to invite you to my Facebook community. So to join the community, just go ahead and go down into the show notes, scroll down, 
click the link, hit request to join the Facebook group. And there's gonna be three questions for you to answer. And I really would love for you to answer these three questions. Don't skip over them. They are a way for me to get to know you as a person outside of being a business owner. And there are also a few questions that are gonna help me serve you better. So one of the questions is, what are your biggest goals? And what are also your biggest struggles? that you have in your business. And the reason I'm asking that is so that I can then go create different resources to be helpful for you. So scroll down to the show notes, click the link, request, request to join the Facebook group, answer those three questions. We would love to have you join us. All right, it's time for the Bible study. So I need you to open up your Bibles to Leviticus 18 and to give you a little bit of context of what has happened leading up to this point in scripture. So Israel has now left Egypt, which was the place that they were being enslaved. And they're now in this kind of in-between season. How many of of you can can resonate with an in-between season of your life? Like like for me and my husband, we feel like we're in in, an in-between season while we're waiting by the phone for a phone call, letting us know that we've been chosen uh, to parent a child and to adopt a baby. Like we feel like we're like, we're almost there, but we're not yet there. We're in an in-between season. Maybe you feel like you're in an in-between season with your business. Maybe you know for sure, okay, God has called me to start this business, but now what do I do? How do I do it? What am I supposed to coach on? How do I actually build the thing? How do I actually make money? Maybe you feel like you're in an in-between season in your business. And so friends, That's you, Leviticus 18 is going to be a big encouragement for you. So again, before we dive in, Israel has now left Egypt and they're in an in-between season before they go into the promised land. They're no longer in slavery, but they have yet to reach the promised land. The land that they just left in Egypt, it was full of sin. And the land where they're going, it's also currently at this point full of sin as well. So God is giving his people instructions and standards and expectations by which to live so that when they get to the promised land and they see all these people who are living in a way that does not honor the Lord and they have these evil practices and these pagan religions, God is giving them kind of a warning and saying, hey, you're going to see a whole bunch of people out there doing bad things. Do not conform to them. And, and I'm even going to take it a step further, like as if this was God speaking, and I'm going to give you instructions and expectations and guidelines for which you are to live. So that if it, there is ever a question in your mind, is this right? Or is this wrong? You can go back to my word and you can know how I have called you to live so that you can live in obedience. Friends, I want you to view the Bible as an instruction manual like that. That's really what it is. It is an instruction manual that the creator of life has given you for which you are to live your life. And if there is anyone that knows how to live life to the fullest, it's the one that created life in the first place. So start envisioning and and picturing and thinking about your Bible as an instruction manual and approach it that way. Don't just approach it as this big old thick book full of stories and a whole bunch of rules. No, envision it as an instruction manual and the key to life. Okay, so we're gonna dive in, open up Leviticus, go to chapter 18. We're gonna start in right there. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. I am the Lord, your God. So do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live or like the people of Canaan, where I am taking you. You must not imitate their way of life. You must obey all my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees for I am the Lord, your God. If you obey my decrees and regulations, you will find life through them. I am the Lord. Now there's three different parts of that passage that I'm going to point out to you. Now you'll notice I did not read through all of Leviticus 18. I want you to go and do that though this week. There's a, there's a whole chapter over Leviticus 18 and it actually goes through all of the different instructions that God is calling Israel to live by. I'm not going to read through that right now, but please go read that. But there's three things that I really want to point out in this particular passage that we just read. The first one, I want you to take your highlighter and and highlight the words used to. So do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live. How did you used to live before you were saved? What was something that the Lord saved you from? For me, it was an obsession of body image, an obsession of food, an obsession of workouts, an obsession of how other people saw me. And I wanted to make sure I was as fit as possible and as shredded as possible. So the people would think that I was the most qualified fitness coach and that people would just have this really great image of me. If you didn't know, prior to me being a, becoming a business coach, I was a fitness coach. And that is something that the Lord saved me from was an obsession and an idol that I had of food, my workouts and my body. That's something that, that God saved me from. What is something that the Lord has saved you from? And as Christians, once we become saved, and I mean like truly saved, I'm not talking about lukewarm Christianity where, where we sit in church on Sundays and like we go through like the, the hymns and, and you know, we, we say the same rehearsed prayer over and over at dinner, but we don't actually have deep relationship with him and we still go out and get drunk every weekend. Oh, but we pray occasionally. Like I'm not talking about lukewarm living. I'm talking about truly saved heart on fire for Jesus. When you are truly completely heart on fire for the Lord, the way that you approach life is going to be different than the way you used to approach life. You're not going to be living life at the same standards by which you used to live. And that is evidence of a true heart transformation. Now, I'm not talking about perfect living. I'm not saying that if you've made any sort of mistake, you're not truly saved. Please don't misunderstand me. But I'm talking about progress. I'm talking about each day taking a step further towards Christ. And of course, there's going to be days where we trip and fall or we we maybe even take a step back. But every day we're showing up, repenting of our sin and showing up and dying to our flesh, taking up our cross and following the Lord. Friend, I'm not talking about perfect living. I'm talking about living in progress. That's the first thing I wanted to highlight about that scripture, the used to part. Do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live. The second part I really want to highlight is where God is taking you. So right after God warns them not to live like the people in Egypt where they used to live, he also says, or like the people of Canaan, where I am taking you. So God is saying, hey, I'm about to take you into this place and you're going to see a whole bunch of sin there. And you need to know right here, right now, do not conform to that. Do not, do not copy that. Do not copy the world. 
God needs to prepare you for the place where he is calling you. And the reason why he has to prepare you is so that when you arrive in the place that he's calling you, you don't mess it up. <laughs> and I know that that is kind of harsh, but, but I think to myself often, I think back to, you know, my, the beginning of my journey in business, had I at that point in my life been given all the things that I wanted at that season, I was not mature enough to handle it. I was not mature enough to handle the amount of money that I was really wanting to make in my business. But had I received like a zero to six figure business in 0.3 months, you know, like the way that everybody wants to in the beginning, that would have been one of the worst possible things for me because I was not prepared to receive that. There is, there is a length of time in which the Lord needs to mold you, prepare you and refine you for the place that you are going so that you are mature enough to receive the thing that he has for you. Think of it like this. Like if you were going to go out and build a mansion, you were going to spend a whole bunch of time, energy, and money to build this mansion of a home. If you build it the right way on a sturdy foundation, that home, that mansion will stand for generations. But if you build it the wrong way, you're cutting corners, you're trying to speed up the process, you're hiring contractors that don't actually know what they're doing, you may get the mansion built and you may even get it built in record time, but it will collapse during the first storm that comes your way. It's the same thing with our business friends. We cannot rush the process to build the business that God is calling us. And we cannot build a godly business using worldly practices. All right, so that was the second thing I wanted to point out. First one, we cannot live the way we used to. The second one, we cannot conform to other people. The Lord needs to prepare us for the place where he is going to lead us. Now, the third thing that I want you to highlight in that passage is, if you obey my decrees and regulations, you will find life through them. You are going to find life. God isn't giving you rules friend, just for the sake of making your life hard. Like growing up, how many of us thought that our parents were giving us rules just for the sake of giving us rules? Now, as parents or soon to be moms now, we look back and we think, oh, well, of course my mom wasn't just giving me those rules just for the sake. She was, she was, she was giving me rules to protect me because it would be immature parenting to give a nine-year-old car keys and say, go have fun. The reason why I had to wait to get my learner's permit and then my driver's license is because I was not yet mature enough to handle the responsibility of driving a car at nine years old. It's the same thing, friend. You may not be mature enough to handle the responsibility that God is wanting to give you someday, but first you have to go through a refining process. And God isn't just giving you rules for the sake of making your life hard. He's giving you boundaries because he knows what will happen when you step outside of those boundaries. Boundaries given by the Lord are meant to protect you from unnecessary hurt and struggle. And the verse, when God says, if you follow my decrees and regulations, you will find life through them. Just know this is not a promise for wealth it's not a promise for success. And it's also not a promise that your life is never going to be hard. 
It is a principle that God is calling you to live by to keep you underneath the umbrella of his protection. If you are walking with the Lord underneath an umbrella, you are under his protection. Now, if you step out underneath that umbrella, bad things are going to happen. You're going to be stepping out into the storm. You're going to be stepping out into the rain, into the hail, into the, into the, into the, into the mess if you step out underneath the umbrella. Now, it doesn't mean that if you step out, God isn't going to save you from those things if you repent and come back to him and come back underneath the umbrella. But just know that if you choose to go out on your own and step out underneath the umbrella and away from God, your choices do have consequences. So he's giving us this principle. If you follow my decrees and regulations, you will find life. If you, if you live your life by this instruction manual, you are going to find freedom. You are going to find joy. It's not an instruction manual to limit your fun. It is boundaries so that you can be safe within the protection of the Lord. So a couple things I want you to take into your prayer time this week, a couple questions to ask, who are you following or looking up to on social media when it comes to business? Who are the business coaches? Who are the influencers, the people that you watch their Instagram stories every day? You like every post, you read every single caption. I want you to ask yourself, are they running a business in a way that honors the Lord? Or are you just following them and watching all their stories and engaging with them and liking their content and buying their courses? Because it seems like they make a lot of money and you want to make a lot of money. I'm not saying making money is bad, friend. (laughs) Don't misunderstand me. But when you are choosing mentors, when you are choosing people to look up to, look for fruit. And you can find that in Galatians 5. In the whole chapter of Galatians 5, there's so much wisdom on what the fruits of the Spirit are. And just so you know, money is not a fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't mean that money is bad. But it means that if you are investing in somebody, whether that's your time, your energy, or your money, because they make a lot of money, that's not a good enough reason, friend. Galatians 5.1 says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Interesting how back in Leviticus, Israel, when the Lord is telling them, In Leviticus 18, how to live, he had just set them free from slavery. And he's telling them, hey, I just just set you free from the way that people were living in Egypt. I just set you free from sin. Now, do not become slave to sin in the land that I'm about to take you. So who are you following on Instagram? Who are you looking up to? Who are you even idolizing? Okay, because the word says that we should not have any idols. Are you idolizing anybody? And and if you are, repent of that. And furthermore, who are the people that you're looking up to? And are they doing business in a godly way? Look for fruit, my friends. The second thing I want to ask you and challenge you to take into your prayer time is what practices do you have in your business that don't reflect Jesus? Some examples here for you. Are you bending the truth? when it comes to what your program can offer when you're talking to potential clients because you really, really want to make the sale? Are you signing clients and then not really following through with an excellent 
client experience. Did you start off like a heart on fire Christian entrepreneur, but now your business is honestly looking a little bit more like everybody else's on Instagram. I want to remind you of Romans 12 too. It says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Friend, it is a red flag sign if you do business just like everybody else. If the way that you make money, if the way that your business is ran, if the way that you show up to work every day looks like everybody else that you see on Instagram, that is a red flag sign that you might not be going in the right direction because God's way is never going to be popular. A couple other things to think about when it comes to are my business practices reflecting and honoring the Lord? Are you tithing from the money that your business brings in? And more on that, are you tithing based off of the gross profit or are you tithing based off your net profit? If you make $3,000 this month, but your bills cost you $1,500, are you tithing off of the $1,500 or are you tithing off of the $3,000? Are you declining your husband's phone call when he calls you when you're right in the middle of writing content and you hit the decline on the call because you're too busy to talk to him right now? That one hits me hard. And I thought that that was just pretty innocent. Like, oh, I'll call him back in a second. But really what the Lord laid on my heart is that in that moment, even though it's, it seems innocent in that moment, I am choosing my business over choosing to answer my husband's phone call. Just some questions to ask you, friends. I'm not saying that every single one of these things applies to you, but I'm trying to challenge you to think about what practices do I have in my business that are not honoring the Lord? Because we constantly have to look in the mirror and check ourselves as believers. You need to know that building a business God's way will always be better. It will always be life-giving. You are not going to have to strive or sacrifice your faith or your values or your family in order to chase your business when you are doing it God's way. There is a pace of grace, friends, when you submit your business fully to God and fully means on his timeline, on, on his business practices, on the way he wants you to show up, on the way he wants you to serve people. It means to submit your business fully. There is a pace of grace. There is a peace to be found there. Building a business God's way is always, always, always going to be better than conforming to the world. So friends, again, I want you to think on this this week. I want you to pray on this and let me know what comes up for you. Come join my Facebook community and make a post right in there. Hey, listened to your Bible study breakdown of Leviticus, Cami, and here's the things that came up for me. Let's dive into, into conversation and let iron sharpen iron. Let's support each other. Let's encourage each other because you were made for such a time as this. God has good plans for you, for your family, and for your business. And if you fully submit to his way and his timeline, there is going to be fruit. I love you, friend, and I will see you next time. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. 
Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.